to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, take your Bibles this morning. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. I'm just going to feed off what they've talked about this morning. Seems like the best thing to do. Romans chapter 8, are you there? All right, just look at verse 9. It says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells where? In you. Now, if any man hath not the Spirit of Christ, he is what? None of his. This, this scripture really opens things up to us and the people we're around, the people we deal with, basically, because the most important thing in your life, and, and I believe in the life of the church that we've sort of missed, you know, we've got the, are you saved? We got your born again. We got your gone to heaven. We've got all that stuff. But you've got to understand the most important thing you've ever received is the Spirit of God. It's the Holy Ghost. That's the most important thing. A lot of people say, yeah, I'm born again and going to heaven. Well, that's good. But what about the Holy Ghost? Because Jesus came. He just didn't come to get you born again. He just didn't come to get you happier. He just didn't come to do all those things. He came basically for the fact that you would receive the Holy Spirit once again who lives on the inside of you. And you can see when you dedicate a week to the Lord, the Spirit of God goes to work in your life. Now, once again, like they mentioned, you don't have to stay there 52 weeks. See, everybody wants to get charged up, and that's good, but now can we continue the charge? That's the key. And as a pastor, this all comes with stability and ability on the inside of us. So we go. I mean, when we were young, we took our kids, we jumped in the car, we drove to Texas every year. I mean, no, Texas in the summer is an awful place to be. My God, I never saw 120 on a bank meter before, but I did on that one. It was ridiculous and bugs everywhere because Kenny Copeland basically had a, a Believer's Voice conference out there every year. So we jumped in a car. We drove out to Texas. Kelly's, the younger daughter, had Kelly's Kids Camp where the kids went. Boy, they just had a good time. We sat under the Word of God. We listened to Jesse, and we listened to Creflo, and then we listened to Kenny, and then we listened to Jerry Seville, and then we listened to Kenny and Creflo and Jerry Seville, and and I mean, they were all preaching the Word of God. And that's what we did for a week every single year. And basically, we were young in the Lord, and we needed the Word of God. So we went there. And whenever you left there, you felt like you were something other than what you came in to begin with. Because you were under solid Word the whole time it was there. And then we would leave there, and of course, and sometimes Becky would be flying out and then flying into Ohio. So I had the two kids with me to drive from Texas to Ohio. And I almost lost all seven days in about three hours. It was amazing. Everything they taught me just left me because I had two kids in the back seat and they were not behaving and shoes were flying and things were gone. And I said, this wasn't in there anywhere about what to do. And by the time I got to Ohio, I wanted to go back to Texas because it did. It charged me up. It got me gone. It had me fired up. I knew the word of God. But then you've got to come back into the world, back into your job, back into your family, back into your stuff. But it was something that stayed with me the whole time. Because how many know the Word of God gets in you? It stays in there. 
it may be blocked out by a few things. And the Spirit of God on the inside of you is the one teaching and doing all these things on the inside of you. And everybody out there in the world right now, the only thing they're lacking, you see how terrible some of these people think and how they are, the only thing they're really missing is the Holy Ghost. See, once you get the Holy Ghost, you don't have much choice. You've got to do some changing. You've you got to change some of the ways you're doing. I mean, look at Paul. I mean, Paul was going around or Saul was killing Christians, was taking them and slaughtering them. He was putting them in jail. And all at once he got touched by the Lord. And there he was. So God talks to a guy by the name of Ananias. And you know this is the only time you hear of Ananias in the entire Bible? Never again was he in there anywhere. But what happens? God comes to him and says, I want you to go lay hands on Paul that he may receive the Holy Ghost. See, God knows what will change. People, so we should know what will change people. Our job is not to get them born again, just this. We need to get the Holy Ghost into them and let them understand that they now have a voice on the inside of them and somebody speaking to them. I mean, you, you don't have to go for a week to get visions and dreams and God to speak to you, but it jump starts you to where now you can do it in your daily walk and walk 24-7. When I first became a pastor, you know, and, and uh, like Ted used to say, ain't it great to be a pastor, ain't it great, ain't it great to be a pastor, ain't it great. And how about Rodney, the ministry, ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney used to say, uh, if I ever pastor a church, back then he didn't pastor a church, said he would never Pastor at church, don't ever say never with God. You make a mistakey. He was the one, and he said, if I had to be a pastor, I'll tell you what, it'd be two weeks, and I'd be going, ministry, in a straitjacket, ministry, ministry. Well, he's pastoring now, and he's not in a straitjacket, praise God. He's doing just fine, glory to God. But when I first got in, I would go to Pensacola. Some of you know Christian Harfouche, some of you don't. But I would go over there for a week. I would take a week. I'd just leave for a week by myself, fly over. where They had a flight there then. And I would spend a week under the Word of God. They had some kind of camp meeting during the day at night, during the day at night, during the day at night. And I would go there to recharge my battery because as a young pastor, my battery needed recharged. I mean, at halftime, the blinkers weren't even working on my car anymore. <laughs> And, but you'd come back from those things and you think, that's it. I'm going to be like this. Oh, man, I'm up here. I'm going to be like this now. Praise God. I'm going to live. Ah, oh, he's right here. There he is. I feel him. He's right here. He's right here with me. But there's things that come against you then to try to get you out of that. That's why it's our job. Say it's my job. My Say it's really my job, really my job. To, stir to stir up the gift, the gift. in me. And who's the gift? It's the Spirit of God, isn't it, on the inside of us. And the Spirit of God, how many know He dwells within us, not just when we go to a meeting, not just when we come to TCVC, but He dwells in us all the time. And He's a person. He's a person you can talk to. Now, He doesn't talk all the time. Some people say God never shuts up. Yes, He does. I mean, He's polite. He don't make you talk all the time. He talks to you all the time, but he speaks to you when he needs to speak to you, when he needs to guide you, when he needs to stay to stop, when he needs to say go, when he needs to do this stuff. But it's something that we have a gift on the inside of us that the church has cast off to the side. Because everybody walks up and says, are you born again? Are you going to heaven? Oh, glory to God. Are you born? Well, are you full of the Holy Ghost? Let's add that to it. Are you born again? Are you full of the Holy Ghost? Holy who? <laughs> See, a lot of people wouldn't even know that there be a Holy Ghost. Remember Paul once again? He's gone. He runs into all these Christians. Acts chapter 19. He gets there and they say, he says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you've been saved? And they say, we don't know there be a Holy Ghost. Now there's a lot of Christians who don't even know there be a Holy Ghost. 
There's a lot of them that know they'd be for a week or for a month or, or church on Sunday. But there'd be a Holy Ghost 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He is real and he wants to lead and guide you. He doesn't want to push you. He doesn't want to make you. He doesn't want to pull you. He just wants to lead and guide you. And many times he makes suggestions in our life and lets us make the decision. And how many know that's where we can possibly get in trouble? You know, like they said here. I mean, like Donovan, you need to, your wife, his wife speaketh. How many know you guys, we all hate our wife speaketh. <laughs> we need to go to this thing. And I'll say, we'll see. Have I ever said that? So see, I'm nice too. I just don't say no. I'm also a nice husband. I say, we'll see. Hallelujah. But you've got to understand, my wife gives me a lot of we'll sees. And sometimes I can't see that far, so I don't know if I will or not. Do you understand? So it's different. But yeah, there, there's things that, that we know we should be doing. And for guys, it's a lot of times, like Donovan said, we just start praise and worship made. That's the women's job. Lift my hands. My God, no. Do this. Do that. But praise, praise God, when the Spirit of God starts to live on the, I mean, really live on the inside of you, just, just not be in you, but He starts to live on the inside of you, things start to change. One thing you, you, leave is, you lose is what everybody thinks about you. And how many know that's a biggie? Yeah. Yeah, because oh, even when you lift your hands, you're thinking, what are they thinking of me now? What are they thinking of me now? What are they thinking of me now? Who cares what they're thinking of you now? And I mean, you're in a church here where nobody gives a rat. Do you understand? Nobody cares what you do in here. You can do any. You've seen some of the goofiest stuff in here you've ever seen in your life already. <laughs> you won't see any place else. It just won't be there. But just let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost, for goodness sakes, on the inside of you. He knows what you need to do and what you don't need to do. See? And worship is one of them, you know? Every guy had a, had a fight a while to lift their hands. Every guy had a fight. But when Hurricane Rodney came through and the Spirit of God definitely moved on the inside of me, and he didn't move because he decided to move. He moved because I finally let him move. See, I finally got me. I was doing everything, and whenever I needed him, then I'd go into deep prayer for an answer. That's not the way he works. He's not break glass in case of emergency, bring the Holy Ghost in. He's with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you're led by him and listen to him all the time and just follow what the Word of God says, basically you won't have to run into so many problems to get out of because he don't lead you into problems, praise God. He leads you into all truth. So as we're walking in all truth, and as long as you're walking in truth, the Bible says you know the truth, and truth shall make you free. So you don't have that much bondage on your life anymore, and you're walking into it. But when Rodney came through here, I mean, at that time, we were raising our hands, we were dancing, we were jumping up and down, but then the Spirit of God took it to another level. I mean, he was doing things that we were absolutely sure was not the Spirit of God until we found out that it was the Spirit of God. See, and if anything's happened in the spirit realm and you don't like it very well and your, your carnal mind wants to stop you from doing it or thinking about it or criticizing somebody, you better not do it. Because I'll tell you, what, you might as well just go with it. See, you don't want to criticize that stuff. You don't want to come just because you're not at that place yet or you haven't had that touch yet. Don't judge somebody else's touch. I've seen things, man, that, that people do, and I don't know what they're doing. I lay hands on them, and they just do it, and I get the heck away from them and let it go. There's people, there's people I have seen and, and who just pray for, and first of all, it was a guy who didn't want to come up. You could tell. I mean, his wife drug him up, and they come up front, and they stand there like this. Like, go ahead. Take your best shot. Let's see what you've got. 
and really in the spirit you want to say, I'm passing him over. Nothing's going to happen anyway. I mean, why should I waste my anointing on that clown? All he doing is sucking me dry for no reason. And you walk up and you touch him, and one guy just started jumping, bouncing up and down. I mean, not jumping. He never moved. He bounced. It's like somebody was bouncing him up and down. And he bounced, and he bounced, and he bounced, and he bounced. And I looked at it, and I'm thinking, dear God, now, you know. And you just move to the next one. But after you start seeing things at the spirit of it, and what, why does he do that, Pastor Tom? I don't know. You ask him when you get time and find out. I don't know. Maybe the guy needed to bounce up and down. I don't know. Praise God. People fall down and, and laugh. I mean, we've seen it with Marie. You've seen it here. You've seen me do it maybe once. But it, it's not something fake, it's something spiritual that, that you don't understand, and you don't even understand while you're doing it, while you're doing it, you just know it's good. You know, you're, you're losing it, and it's good. And do you care what anybody else thinks? No! You don't care how many angry, scared faces stare at you, you don't care. As a matter of fact, you want to touch them. And if they're not careful, and why it comes, and why it don't, why it happens, I don't really, can't really explain that, I just know... I've tried to keep a heart after God, and I want anything and all God has for me. That's it. And when you get to a certain point where you don't care what other people think anymore, then you just basically let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost. And some things may happen where people will look at you or do this or do that. I mean, when we were in the Holiday Inn and we had Holy Ghost meetings every Sunday night, there were people coming from all over taking notes. I don't know how you take notes on the Spirit of God, but... <laughs> They would come from Fort Lauderdale where they were anti-Holy Ghost spirit move or whatever. And they were coming up because they heard what was going on. And some guy would walk around and step over everybody and jot something down and step over. I thought, what are you doing? You know? He says, well, I'm jotting things down. I'm keeping notes. He said, you can, e you can either be part of our group or part of that group. I said, I'm already part of that group. I can't become part of your group. But people fight the move of God. They fight the spirit of God. They fight everything that can't, they can't get through their fat head. See, and our fat head needs to be slimmed down, doesn't it? Because there's some things he's wanting to do in all of our lives that we won't allow him to do. Simply, we just don't think that he should do it. And if you're going to do it, do it somebody else. You know, go ahead and do it somebody else. And then you come to a church like this and in a Holy Ghost place, and you decide to bring a friend along. And you finally got him to come to church after praying and asking them 5,000 times. And then all at once we get up here and start the music and Chrissy starts giggling. And Marie comes up front and falls down. And you're thinking, don't move, Lord, don't move. No, not today. I brought my, brought my neighbor, my friends here today. Don't, don't do that. She's never been to church before. Don't do that, please. Holy Ghost, stop it. Don't do it anymore. Chrissy, stop laughing. Why? Because you're embarrassed, for them even, that they're going to see what you belong to or what you're part of or what's happening. And then you're sitting there, you're mad at the whole service. And pretty soon your neighbor starts laughing. Your neighbor starts receiving from the Spirit of God what you could have had, but you were too busy trying to make sure that they didn't get it because you thought they wouldn't like it. But deep inside, everybody likes it because deep on the inside, there's a kingdom desire for the Spirit of God and the things of God. And all, once they're running past you because they're rolling around the floor laughing and you're sitting there, now you're not only trying to get the Holy Ghost stop, you're mad at the Holy Ghost. I haven't come to church here 42 years and never got touched. And bring this bozo in and there he goes. God touches him every single time. <laughs> See, it, go, it goes from fear of this to judgment to that to do that. The Holy Ghost can't get to you in that situation. You just got to calm down and be whoever you are, praise God, and do whatever God's asking you to do. He will touch you. He will get in your emotions. He will get in your feelings. Now, do some people get excited and they just operate in, in natural, physical stuff? Yeah, but it's better than just sitting there. 
Well, he said, I'd rather see somebody move into flesh a little bit than never move at all, for God's sakes. Yeah. The Holy Ghost is a fun guy. So you don't know it. You, you think, Holy Ghost. Oh, my God. No, he's a fun guy. He likes to have fun. He likes it when people are happy. Father God likes happy kids. Oh, you like your kids to be all messed up? No, you want them happy and stuff. So they went for a week. They're happy people right now, praise God. Look at Donovan. He's even happy. Look at him. He left his job for a week and he still could be happy. There's a revelation for 90% of us. Yeah. Praise God. Years ago, if I'd leave the post office, I thought it would close down if I left for two weeks. But it was still there when I came back. They were still doing letters. They were still doing things. But the Spirit of God on the inside of people, you see so many joyless, joyless no joy people out there. They need some joy. They need some life. They need something on the inside of them. And the Spirit of God is the only thing on the inside of them. The Bible says you're without Christ with no hope in this world. That's what we're dealing with out there. And these people, no matter how many stupid things they are getting, the only one thing they are missing is the Spirit of the living God. We had a guy ring the doorbell yesterday. I thought, my God, how many people are going to try to put stuff on my roof? My Lord, we must get 14 of them a week, for God's sakes. And they want to come in, and they want to tell me the $32 I'm going to be saving every month, and blah, 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 and I never do it. I leave it go. So praise God, one came to the door, and Becky's, Becky's in the other room, and I said, I'm not buying anything. So I went to the door, and I opened it up, and the guy said he was going to pressure clean my driveway with some new stuff that takes the mold off and blah, 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 blah. And I said, that's all right. And he pointed up to the door, and on our door we've got, this home is protected by Jesus Christ, so basically stay away. And he said, I really like that thing there. And I said, you do? He said, yeah, brother. We must be brothers in Christ. We must. I said, well, we must be brothers in Christ if you're a brother in Christ. And he says, praise God. He said, hallelujah. I said, I got a gift for you. He says, I do. I said, yeah. So I ran back, got about five books. And here, here's a book. And he said, wow. Oh, there's a lot of scripture. This is a Holy Ghost book. I said, yeah. I wouldn't have read it if it wasn't a Holy Ghost book to begin with. So there it is. And I gave it to him. And he said, oh, my God. He took my hands. Bless this house, Lord. And heal this house. Bless it. Praise God. And let the anointing of God come upon this place. And I said, well, praise God. That's better than trying to sell me stuff on my roof anyway. The guy at least doing something for me anyway. Glory to God. And then he left. I felt like maybe I should have got my driveway pressure clean, for God's sake. I don't know. He almost convinced me. But the Spirit of God is real, man. He is something that we all get to know better and better. And he wants to talk to you. He wants to fellowship with you. And for years and years, I'd go out to Kenny Copeland's, and all I heard was prepare, preparation, preparation for the move of God, preparation for the Spirit of God, preparation for the next revival, prepare, 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 prepare. So I was preparing. I was a reading, and I was a praying, and I was jumping, and I was dancing, and I was doing, I was preparing, preparing. One day the Holy Ghost says, what are you doing? And whenever he says that, you, you, you're not doing very good. Let me just tell you, if he ever says, what are you doing? It means he's not doing something you should be doing. And I said, well, I'm preparing. I'm, I'm praising. I'm worshiping. You see me reading the word. You see me doing everything. And he said, get out of preparation and get into cooperation. He said, if you start cooperating with me on a daily basis rather than preparing for me to come back in the next 30 years, you'll probably have a better life for this is over with. And I thought, God, that's good. You know? That was a good word from the Lord, praise God. Sometimes he gives you a good word. It's right on, praise God. 
if you just hear it and do it. So I thought, well, I might as well cooperate with the Spirit of God who's on the inside of me. And then when I, when I left these things, I could continue on my spiritual high rather than coming back down and back down and then back up and then back down, then back up, then back down. See, if you're living that kind of life, it'll wear you out, man. There's nothing harder than, than trying to be a Christian. But no, it's got to do with the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Some of us have the Spirit of God. Some of us are taking advantage of the Spirit of God. Some of us are part-time taking advantage of the Spirit of God. Some of us are living with the Spirit of God. And there's people out there that doesn't even know the Spirit of God exists in their life. And that's why they act the way they do. You can't get mad at these people. They act in that way because they don't have the Spirit of God on the inside. they got the devil's nature and they're influenced by demonic spirits, basically. So they're going to sound bad. But I'm telling you what, if God could get to Paul... Come on. Paul, he's the last guy I'd have picked out to write the New Testament. And poor Ananias. Can you imagine that? Go pray for him. And of course, he corrected God. Don't you know that this guy's killing people? Apparently God was sleeping and didn't know that, so we had to make sure that he knew. We do that all the time with God. Do you know that? God, do you know? And I think, oh my God, what am I saying? Of course he knows. But we get in that state sometimes. And Ananias said, don't you know that he's killing people? He'll probably kill me, and I don't really want to pray for him, and I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do that. But he obeyed God even in a tough situation. Say, even in a tough situation. How many of you know the Holy Ghost will have you obey in tough situations sometimes? Sometimes that you don't want to do it. Sometimes you don't feel like doing it. Sometimes you don't think it would be the right thing to do. But it turns out to be the right thing to do because God knows, and you don't knows. So the Spirit of God's it. He's on the inside of each and every one of us. We've been preaching it now about the ability of God. They talked about the ability of God this morning. You've got the ability for whatever God's telling you to do. Don't let anybody tell you you don't have that. Now, if it's you wanting to do something, then you're in trouble. Because you're going to have to figure it out yourself. God wants to supply all your needs according to His riches, but you won't listen to Him on how to do it, so you're doing it your own way, and you never got any money, then you want to turn around and blame it on God. I got we were watching. I was out doing something in the kitchen, and... and but you have CBN on, or what was it? C CBN was on TV. 700. There was a pastor on there telling a story about where he was, he was mowing his lawn. And basically he didn't know, but his son came up behind him. And he had a backup, and he put it in reverse, backed up, and just chopped his son down to a bunch of bits. And they rushed him to the hospital, and they did several surgeries and stuff, but he lived. And the first thing he said, I mean, I just could have rushed through the TV and choked him. He said, I don't know why God would have ever allowed this to happen. And I said, honey, did God put his mower in reverse? Did God back over his kid? So now this is a pastor with a church. So that church believes that everything they do, right or wrong, it's God's problem. In other words, I, I beat up my dog. I, I slammed my kids. I punched my husband. I don't know why God allowed me to do that today. God doesn't allow us to do things, basically. He allows you to do whatever you want to do. You know, you have a free will. How many of you know you have a free will? How many know we make our own decisions? And we're either making right ones or wrong ones, and you can't blame them on God, do you see? So we can't do that. We've got to get out of this God's in control stuff. We've got to get out of that. Because the more we believe God's in control of everything, the more God's going to get blamed, the more God gets blamed, the less you're going to believe that God loves you. And if you don't believe God loves you, then you can't love anybody else plus yourself, so you're walking around as an unlovable person. The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Do you like yourself? No. Well, guess what? Pretty simple, ain't it? Well, I don't like me. I don't like anything about me. Well, then you can't love anybody more than that. Do you see? You've got to love yourself. He created you the way you are. 
Hallelujah. You put the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. You are valuable to Him. You are precious to Him. You are important to Him. And not just me, all you guys. See, it's not just the pastors and everybody else just sits there. No, you're important. You have a purpose. You have a plan. God's using it. God does intercessory prayer. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do I do that? No. I wasn't called to do that. But there's callings in each. She operates back there in dreams and visions and things like that. I just hear the Holy Ghost voice. I mean, no, we're all different. And God wants to connect with us, whether you have a, you know, an, an iPhone or a, another kind of phone or a flip phone or whatever you got. He wants to connect with each and every one of us. And he'll do that whatever way he can best in our lives to do it, praise God. But just because he's connecting here with them and not with you, them doesn't make them any different in you. God just wants to connect. He wants to make sure you've got five bars on your phone all the time, praise God. He doesn't want you on low volume ever. He wants to talk to us. He wants to explain to us. He wants to give us ways to do things. And whatever you're called to do, he will help you do it. And we've got other people here who will help each other. Do those kind of things. People will come up to you. Maybe they'll tell you something. Maybe they'll speak to you through another person. These are all ways that God works, especially in a body, praise God. It's reaching out and promoting the kingdom of God. How um, you know the kingdom of God is what we're here for? And the only way you're going to expand it is by someone called the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of us, praise God. So we want to hear His voice. We want to understand Him. And the more you read your word, the more you'll hear His voice. If you don't read the word of God, then you're going to hear a voice. And you're going to have to wonder which voice it is. And sometimes that's tough. Because people, you know, well, God just told me to leave my wife for several months and have an outing. And maybe we'll live and get divorced. Or maybe not. But God just wanted me to leave her alone for three months. Not in the Bible. You can't do that. Don't tell me the Holy Ghost is talking on both sides of his mouth, because he's not. Well, God just said it's all right to have an abortion because it's my body. No, it's not your body to begin with. And it's not your choice, praise God. It's not in the Word of God, hallelujah. So if you don't know anything, then you start making up stuff. Come on, you'll start making up stuff that God told you. Some people, they can't say a word without saying, God told me. The Holy Spirit told me. God told me. Well, no, he don't tell you everything. Some of that's yours, and if I ain't absolutely sure that God told me, I'll just say it. And if God told me, it'll still register, and if I messed up, then it wasn't God messing up, it was me. See? I think sometimes they do that just to validate what they say. You know? Sometimes we use it on our wives. This is what we're going to do, honey. No, we're not. Well, God told me. I hear him clear. And you know what she says? We'll see. <laughs> but there's a good life down here man there's a good life there's a life you can stay in that donovan you can live in that every single day even at work you can walk around with a smile on your face and people are going to wonder whether you went wacky or what's the matter with you but it won't make any difference because nobody's doing that now and then nobody's enjoying their jobs nobody's walking around with a smile on their face nobody's saying hi to anybody ever since that mask mandate people don't even look at you when you walk by you almost got to grab and say hello and then leave them go because they've been trained not to look at anybody, not to get close to anybody. Well, so, then, then let's be different. Let's say hi to everybody. Not just to the people we know. Let's just hi everybody, praise God. Let's just be weird. Hi, how are you today? You talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. How are you doing today? How's it going for you? Hey, how are you doing over here today? You doing all right over here? Probably put you in the funny farm, but why not, praise God? We've got to connect with people somehow. We need to be peculiar people. We're all peculiar, praise God. That's what we're supposed to be. So the Holy Ghost is where this morning? 
on the inside of you. Is he going to be there at lunch today? Is he going to be there tonight? Is he going to be there when you're just about to get in a fight with your spouse? Yep, and we're just going to follow his voice. We're going to do what he wants to do. And remember, the people out there that we're running into are really not doing very well. All they need is the Holy Ghost. They need the Spirit of God. They need it. And when they get the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God starts working them, they'll come out of their mess just like Paul did. Who knows what they'll do. I mean, if he could write almost the whole New Testament from where he came from, it's available to everybody. Nobody's too bad in God's sight, praise God. So you're a Spirit-filled Christian this morning. You have God on the inside of you. You have authority of God on the inside of you. You've got the power of God on the inside of you. You've got God's wisdom on the inside of you. You've got God's righteousness on the inside of you. The Bible says you're supposed to glory in the Lord. How do I do that? Thank you that I'm righteous. Thank you that I'm holy. Thank you that I'm blessed. You're just prideful. No, I'm just telling what the Word of God said. Praise God. That's the way He created me. If Christ is in there, He's all those things, then I am too because the Bible says we are one spirit. See? So take who you are. Take your identity. And let's go out and change this world, at least our little part of it. How many know we're going to change the entire world? But the first change, you know where it takes place? Right here. Right here on the inside. Hallelujah. All right, let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for your Holy Ghost. Father, I pray for, for a, a spirit of awareness to come upon everyone right here today. I thank you that you would become more and more real to them as a real person, not some kind of vapor, not some kind of ghosty thing, but you are a real life person without a body since you've got our body on the inside of us. We thank you that we hear your voice today. We follow your voice in every situation. And we thank you that we just want to honor you in every single thing that we do and give you the praise for all that we accomplish in our life down here by the power of you. And we thank you for it, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right, we'll see you Wednesday at 730. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added.